Welcome everybody to uh, the latest episode of HyperTalks. Uh, I'm your host today. My name is Hugo Wittorf and uh, my co-host today is uh, sitting next to me. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Jim Schillings. You might have heard me in previous episodes, but this is one of the first where I'm going to be co-host and maybe speak a bit more. <laughs> and our other co-host today is sitting opposite to me. Yeah, I'm Nora Bremer and um, I'm looking forward to this episode. We also have a guest here today. It's uh, Adam Peleg, our industry leader from uh, the module we just uh, uh, finished, yeah. Digital Commerce. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. As always, we're going to begin with a check-in, uh, just to make sure everybody are present. Mm-hmm. Uh, the check-in question today is, uh, name a skill you will want to learn in the future. Uh, answer with a word or a short sentence please Jim, are you ready to go? yeah I uh, mine is quite classic but I want to be able to play every instrument ever made or that will be made <laughs> in existence <laughs> that's good um, now mine will sound so boring but it's like really something I want to do um, I will take my driver's license I will learn how to drive and before the summer so that's near future. <laughs> Check in. Uh, I would li- like to learn how to read faster. <laughs> More words a minute. Something With there. Cool Google glasses or something. No, just it's just a skill. You can mm. you can apparently just uh, work on that and and practice and, and get your um, reading reading speed up with different exercises. Oh, so that's. Cool. Mm. A bit of a project, like page reading, where you take like an entire page and you scan it for ten seconds and you know everything. Uh, no, no, no. It's there are techniques that you use to to actually to to read uh, faster. Like there are exercises that you do. Um, I'm just getting started, but <laughs> that's something that I'm interested in now. I'm realizing I prepared a second question, but I haven't prepared an answer for, by my, for myself. But uh, uh, so for thinking on my feet, uh, I want to be able. I want to learn how to cook the perfect omelette. Yeah. Check in. <laughs> All right. Check in. Check in. Yeah. Uh, the learnings. Uh, uh, I mean, the reasons why I I choose a checking question about learnings in the future is that um, that's something we're gonna get into uh, in that in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the future of education. But uh, before that, uh, I, wanna, I wanna introduce Adam a bit more. Uh, as I mentioned, you were our industry leader for this uh, latest uh, module for the digital business. Uh, uh, program in Hyperallian, which uh, me, Jim, and Nora is, is all students in. And uh, this is your second time uh, as an industry leader, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I've done um, uh, some guest lectures before that, uh, but uh, this is my second time leading uh, a whole module. T- tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so I come mainly from, from the entrepreneurship and, and startup background, um, mainly in Tel Aviv, where I um, uh, lived for the past uh, three and a half years before I moved back to Sweden and uh, worked uh, with a, a few different uh, startup co-founded um, a company called Mixtiles um, and now now I'm here and I'm going more into I have been going more into teaching lately um, but um, we'll see I'm I'm still I'm still uh, debating in which direction I want to uh, develop what are the options 
Um, well, either go back into into startups and, and start up something new, um, or I'm actually I have a, I have a project that I'm working on, uh, which is more like an incubator. I want to look like how innovation is made. Um, it's called Petri Dish, um, and uh, it's 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 an MVP. So it's a one week incubator. You can say where instead of taking uh, teams in that already have an idea, is taking individual people. Um, highly skilled people um, and putting them together and see um, what comes out. If if you can find an idea uh, that is good enough and get, get good results that way. Um, y Combinator tried to do something kind of similar when they, they accept a team without an idea, just with a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm taking a more deliberate approach to just like, take specific people that I choose from mm-hmm. different fields, mm-hmm. put them together and see if something comes out. That's very interesting. Would that be like a physical uh, incubator where you meet? Yes, yeah. it's it's just for one week. It's uh, in April, end of April. Oh, so it's happening. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. called, you can see it, petridish.se. Mm. Uh, it's just a landing page now, but uh, that's that's um, one project that I'm that I'm working on, um, among, amongst a, a few others um, that are maybe less directly related to um, to the tech scene. Um, bit more art and culture um, direction, so so I'm 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 exploring, um, seeing what's what's interesting. I can understand why you want to keep your um, options open until that incubator uh, <laughs> has that week has um, passed, in case there's any brilliant ideas coming out of it. I guess. Um, yeah, um, it's it's more. Uh, I'm not expecting a great startup to come out from that week. It's more to see the potential. And then maybe to do a longer version of it. Um, so it's um, well. The thing is, I'm 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 the baby because I've done the, the the startup thing for a few years, and which I love. It's a, it's a great rush. But then most startups um, that aim for scalability, they um, they don't become Facebook. So you can do that for ten years, but uh, and and maybe I'll get back to doing it. But right now I'm taking a break from that type of stress. And uh, and this like, this is fun. I, I enjoy I enjoy being here and teaching, and I enjoy doing other projects which are not necessarily aimed at changing the world. How do you look at the result from the incubator? Do you know like like if they come up with a brilliant idea, do you know how to take that further, or you will hand it to the people? Well, it's it's not about uh, the result. It's more about seeing the process. <coughs> mm-hmm. And after the week, see like okay, what what did we do? What worked well? Mm. Uh, what grooms form was it? Grooms of three people, five people. Uh, I'm aiming to have about fifteen, twenty people. Is that too much? Mm. Is that not enough? Mm. It's more like an MVP to see um, if I do this for three months, for mm. example. Um, what you know, is there a potential for that? Mm. Um, and also, this is also to to use in order to uh, hopefully be able to get some funding for. Mm. A future project. This this is uh, my own project, which I'm I'm funding myself. Like a one week prototype. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. What uh, what would what made what made you become an industry leader in Hyper Island? What made you accept it? Or um, well, I've I, the first time I did uh, a guest lecture here was when my brother went to the DDS program, and oh. I was working with startups, and he was like, "Hey, why don't you come and give a lecture?" So I did that. And then um, I was here on vacation then. And then uh, like a, a year after that, I was here again on vacation. And I was like, uh, called up uh, 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 my contact here and, uh, 
and I said, you know, it was fun last time. Can I come again? And then I came again, and then we kind of kept in contact. And then there was the, there was this industry leader position opening up, and um, it was for this uh, um, module called value generation. And I had an idea for that. Before it was um, like the idea of the value generation module was. Um, uh, you know, it's like a competition, uh, divided into group, and try to make as much money as possible in three months. And I thought well, maybe we can make it more interesting. Uh, try, maybe if we start ten startups, you know, or like ten, if it's about ten groups, um, that would be really cool. And uh, and I love the the part, the MVP part, the the first part of the of uh, of uh, startups when so much um, is happening what is mvp can you explain that uh, minimum listening? viable product mm. it's when it's like an experiment to mm. see if um, if an idea is viable if it's uh, to, to see if there are any indications that there is a market for it and and uh, and that you can do it actually so compared to if you compare it to uh, like the other end of the spectrum of the business would be to uh, make a finished product, like make an entire car and try to sell it um, and see if there's anyone who want to buy it. An MVP would be... Well, it's to, to make the core value. Yeah. It's like to make the... If 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 no one had made a car before, then it would be something like just an, an engine and wheels, you yeah. know, and see if, if people want to move fast between place to place. And, you know, and you'll have you know, just like the, a chassis and, and, a, and a steering wheel and some yeah. pedals and nothing more. Yeah. Mm. And um, if you only had horses before, and someone gives you that, I think you you would want that. Yeah. So it would be the concept of quick travel rather or quicker travel rather than the actual product. Exactly. You're, you're, it's the service in itself. It's the core value, which is yeah. getting from place to place uh, fast and, and convenient. Mm. Mm. So because uh, um, we did MVPs during our digital uh, commerce uh, mm. module uh, just this past month, so uh, I'm guessing you took you took some of what you did in the value generation. Yeah, it's, it was so much fun. By the way, I, I might add that the value generation module uh, this spring was a bit of a pre MVP for um, the petri dish project mm. because the idea is again you take people, you put them together in groups, and then you get the ideas. And to see if that's possible. So that's why you're teaching here. Well, that's you're that, 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 that was that was a part. Well, I'm testing ideas. That was, uh, but that was so much fun because it's uh, like to see uh, ten groups going through the the whole the ten different ideas at the same time. The same with you. It's mm-hmm. it's really um, a lot of fun to be in in. Um, usually, you you get to be in one of those. You yeah. Know? <laughs> So uh, once you accepted the uh, sort of the position as an industry leader, uh, tell us about the process. What, what does it entail? Or um, well, I like how much freedom I get as an industry leader in uh, in Hyper Island. It's more like um, I got contacted in um, in in the spring. It was with uh, uh, Nina who works here, um, and Nina Sandstrom, a project manager of a, of a different program. Yeah, the DDS program. DDS. Is she, no, I think she's DMC. Oh, now maybe. Oh, yeah, she's both. Is she? Whoa. Uh, well, she was... Oh, no, no. It was uh, uh, Thomas Bjork who went on pa- uh, parental leave, and yes. she was filling in for him at that time. But digital data strategist. Yeah, and DMC yes. is... But also uh, with Johanna Olsen, yeah. it was the same. Is yeah. is okay, we're having this uh, module. These are the learning outcomes. Uh, what do you think we should do? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> So and you get to design the uh, the experience for yeah, the students. Yeah, I think they have kind of 
can give you guidelines, but I'm like, no, 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 wait, <laughs> let's let's do this and let's do this and and what if we try that? And for this module, it was actually much shorter in in the amount of days than the one I had this spring. Mm. Mm. And I was saying, you know, we should. I really want to do this. I have no idea if it's too much. If it's if we're gonna have enough time, if they're gonna make it to to build a web shop, especially before Christmas, we had four days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It we, was intense. We, yeah, and was, she was like, "Do you think they can make yeah. it?" Like, I don't know, but you know, let's try. <laughs> Just to talk um, about the process for for the listener. Um, first of all, like when, um, the way Hyper Island works, our program, the digital business program works, as I have per- perceived it, is that uh, there's a steering committee uh, consisting of uh, industry professionals, mm-hmm. and they, together with Hyper Island, sort of decide what the, what should what should the uh, digital business program and what what, what modules should be in it, what should the mm-hmm. students experience during a year, mm-hmm. and uh, they decide on different projects, and digital commerce is one of them. So then they have to find an industry leader, which is Adam in this case. Mm-hmm who can sort of go in more specific and deciding what sh- what should be in the uh, digital commerce program. Mm-hmm. And regarding our experience with the digital uh, commerce pro- uh, module, mm. yeah, we, we begun uh, like 18th or December or something. Yeah. With, uh, just before Christmas. Yes, before Christmas, with uh, four days of uh, generating an ID and, and uh, creating a web shop. Yeah. So I came in. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them we need a web shop by Thursday, yeah. and see, <laughs> and but it see was, what happens. It was really fun because you get into sort of a mode that is very, it's very nice, like a high speed. And yeah. that's definitely one of my learnings. Uh, it's, I mean, with TikTok and and uh, some of the other uh, web shop services, it's so easy to just try something. Mm. You know, maybe to, maybe yeah. if I do this module again, I'll go in and, and I'll do it in two days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even more pressure. I remember like there was, we're, we're very like it adjusted the schedules because we're all such individuals that we we have our own projects and whatever compare and that we try to schedule into our regular curriculum. So I remember that the weekend before we started the module just had a total overhaul. So when we came in and we had the actual module presentation, everything had changed. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of we, we I think we planned like something over a. Maybe a week and a half stretch, mm-hmm. as it was as it was planned in the beginning of the actual school year, or, okay. or, as you say, and and then you had to come in and you had to readjust it. So I remember that we took everything and squeezed it into four days, mm-hmm. just just trying to make it as as quick and efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did when in in uh, in the spring I did uh, when we had like the the value generation with DDS. Yeah. Then I came in and I said, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do an MVP of a run, and they said, okay, so. Uh, they thought, you know, I don't know why, but they had the idea that they would have like a month to do the MVP, <laughs> like to have something online. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It, this is going to be next Thursday. <laughs> so that was still two weeks. And they were like, oh, I don't know if, how we're going to make it. Da, 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 da. And now it was like four days. I wasn't sure, but but, uh, but it worked. Yeah. And I think really what I learned, like speaking of learnings, what I learned was that it's OK to just shoot and it's OK to just test something. You will not be killed for testing something, and I mean uh, that's something. You need not be so afraid of failing, or not be so afraid of delivering something that you're not hundred percent uh, pleased with. I think uh, because you can always iterate and you can always adjust it mm-hmm. uh, as long as it goes. Uh, well, for me personally, I, I think that uh, I mean some concepts are easier to just try out, uh, mm-hmm. really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, we did the MVP, and then we had sort of a Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And I had a slow day, a Jewish day, mm. and I uh, bought a, bottle, a couple of uh, bottles and put mm. some of my own hot sauce in them. I just put them online. It took an hour, yeah. and I got like a 
10 sales within the hour. So that's mm-hmm. two hours of, of MVPing, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like, I, I hadn't thought about that. No. It's so easy to do it if you, if you, I mean, it's, there's no real downside to it. No. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I think that's like, that's also a new shift that's available now because we're so used to microtransactions. Instead of, you know, maybe you go on a web store and you buy something in bulk or you have like yeah. an entire assortment. Now you can just launch a store, yeah. you have an MVP, and it's there. And it's quick and easy. And, I mean, it's also a question of trust, I think. Because maybe before, or at least I wouldn't have, like, five years ago bought something if it was just that simple. But now I know that there exist platforms, there are people that want to get their product out quickly. So if you have an idea, if you have something you want to launch, an MVP, you just put it out there. And people are going to be very open to it. Mm. So... And you also have the social media now, where you can market, do marketing and stuff like that. So you don't really need to use any money. Um, you can just reach out on all the social media channels. I've, I've learned a few things also in this module. Besides the mm-hmm. how how uh, that it's even faster than I previously thought is uh, about um, the way uh, marketing, and especially how big Instagram has become mm-hmm. in in reaching um, people. And I don't think it's necessarily the ads, but that's. Uh, people really are you can get a lot of of buying power from mm. uh, instagram uh, which i wasn't really aware of before mm. powerful platform mm. it's really cool so so um so you get to design the program kind of what like what are some some of the concerns or some of the like uh, are there some like bullet points that you want to make sure uh some of the stuff that you want to make sure that we learn as students during this program or how do you think about it when well, you design it uh, I think that uh, well, I've I've done this module uh, pretty much the the way uh, I wanted to be, and I think I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, what I've uh, noticed with uh, with Hyper Island, and I think it might be a, a Swedish thing, is that it's um, often things are very a little bit too uh, um, fluffy and soft, and not too much uh, real actionable, applicable like knowledge that yeah. it's missing a little bit. Uh, I've I've heard a few lectures by other others and and they're good but they, it seems like more motivational things and more like you know this is how I've been doing it and not like, and not 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 hard rules in a way mm. uh, people are kind of afraid to to make statements yeah. it seems some mm. tangible skills maybe there's not there's not enough oomph, I would say I, I I feel the same way that when I come to a lecture most of the time you you listen to someone and they tell their success story and they explain the kind of process they had. But there's, I mean, I've rarely been given any kind of format to work from. But that's also kind of the, the aim of the school that you're supposed to find your own way. Mm. But sometimes, as you say, it can become a bit too yeah, so fluffy and, and um, abstract. Yeah, so I, 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 I try to be as, you know, not like be clear and say like this is uh, how it is in a way but then you can decide and interpret it in any way mm-hmm. you want and uh, you know what fits you but not to be so hedged in everything mm-hmm. um, I think one, one of the reasons that uh, uh, it is f- fluffy quite a lot is that we um, I think one of the desires as I've perceived it at the school is to uh, teach the students uh, the people that learn here that you have to be able to continue to learn um what we say, uh, what the lecturers say, what people that come here and talk to us say, is uh, one way of seeing it, and you need to be able to uh, watch from and uh, like sort of evaluate it from a above perspective, where you can sort of understand that this is something that works now, but it might change in the future, and you need to constantly think about uh, 
uh, how to apply some of the stuff people talk about uh, now and in the future and how it might change. Absolutely, that's that's a, a great thing, and that's actually one of the main problems of of uh, of uh, how uh, education works um, today, as as opposed to how it should work in the in the future. Is mm. actually, I, I read somewhere that uh, it says that in in uh, many of the bachelor programs, I think business and and uh, computer science and a few others, mm. they say that within five years of graduating, fifty percent of the knowledge. Uh, will already be obsolete from mm. what you've from mm-hmm. what you've learned. Uh, so the 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 best skill or the most important skill that you should learn in education is not uh, uh, rote learning, but learn how to learn and how to search for information and how to know mm. what you need to know mm. in order to stay relevant in 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 an environment that's changing so fast. And that is not really something that uh, traditional um, uh, education is built for. It's built for you know you learn this and when you when you leave uh, the school you have like a bulk of information and that's what you need to use in your career and that's just not really that relevant anymore. I I really I, I totally agree because I remember I I've also attended the university uh, for three four years and uh, we I studied media studies and I remember we had this book called the Internet or something like that and it was all about hyperlinks and mm-hmm. <laughs> and things that were sort of uh, um, yeah because the book were some was some years old and I mean it like goes so fast so everything was like yeah I know this but what about the things that had happened the last month or years mm-hmm. uh, so I mean everything gets outdated so fast uh, with books and stuff so that's a huge problem so, uh, let me just ask everyone in the room what do you think about when I say the future of education mm. well that's a, that's a wide subject um, but I, I think the type of education is more it needs to more towards something more dynamic um, but then uh, there is also a talk about and now again, and it's not, it's not really in, in Sweden. It's our problem because we have free education, but Sweden is, is a very small except, exception. If you look at most of the world, education is a very expensive thing, and mostly people are taking loans to mm. to go to mm. school, and the value that they're getting out of it is not it's not really paying back. Uh, actually, I read th- this week that this guy uh, uh, Michael Burry, uh, who was a guy, the, the first guy who um, predicted the, the housing market crash. Uh, if you ah. think there is a new movie out, uh, The Big Short, mm. about okay. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's in that movie. But um, it says that uh, he was asked what, what he thinks is the biggest bubble right now. And he says, clearly, uh, it's, there is an, um, a higher education loan bubble. Mm. So people are taking huge loans... Uh, uh, to go and, and, and get a degree and then they get out and they don't get a job so they can't really pay back their loans. Mm-hmm. They get in trouble and at some point people are going to default and, uh, and that, that's going to be a, a big issue. And then, then you ask, well, what's, what's, what's the issue? What, what's the problem? How, why is that? And that's mainly, I think, because the way education works is just it's not fit for, um, for, for today. Yeah. Do you mean like w- like what you learn or the skills you learn or the knowledge doesn't adapt so easily to the working life when you go? Yeah. Well, I, if I look at myself, for example, my uh, business education. So um, there are there is a core uh, a bulk of knowledge that 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 does like to 
the business think, you know, mm. like w when you understand how business works, the, the the basic mechanics of it. The way I think of it is because uh, I've been to business school as well, yeah. and um, if nothing else, I learned the language of business at least. I know yeah. I know when I talk to people, sort of what they talk about, what they mean, what they the machinery. But yeah. it, but I was thinking about that. You could learn basically on your own in a fraction of the time of what it takes you in university, mm. like I, in whatever online course or or whatnot. And the rest is, you know, it's so much fluff that I'm thinking like, okay, many of the things I've learned, fine, but but what I use in my niche of business is just a fraction of that. Mm. And I'm thinking what I've learned, uh, I like my MBA was a, was a year and a half. What I learned in the year and a half after my MBA was so much more than what I learned during it. It just from 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 working mm. and from because and and you can educate yourself so much easier through you know through the internet and so on. So I'm thinking if I had done that for a year and a half instead of my MBA, probably I have learned more. Hmm. But what is the value of my MBA? Like the, what it does give me is is uh, is, um, is some sort of authority. You know, like um, you know it's it's a CV yeah. thing. Yeah. And also yeah. we should consider uh, sort of the role that. Uh, uh, Going to university or, or any kind of higher education has in, in a young person's life. Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, um, the four years I spent uh, at business school, I wouldn't have spent uh, if I wasn't at business school. I, I don't think I would have had a motivation or sort of uh, grit to to learn online by myself. So mm -hmm. for me, the, the role the role of the university was sort of to. Um, I guess have something to do with my days that was sort of uh, future thinking. Mm. But what what if you've learned how to learn in high school? That's what I'm thinking as well. I don't yeah. think it's a question mm -hmm. of, of what if you've gotten out of high school knowing how it works. And I have another question. This is something that I thought about. Think about two people, okay? One yeah. and, and they both want to become, say, um, uh, diplomats or work with international relations, and they both have fifty thousand dollars in the bank. And one person decide to go. Uh, gets into a decent university and uh, pays the $50,000 in tuition and living costs and, you know, and spend three or four years there and gets out with good grades and start looking for a job. Okay? Then you have this other person uh, who decides not to do that, but instead um, uh, this person decides to first uh, uh, they get um, uh, a subscription to, let's say, you know, The Diplomat and uh, Foreign Affairs and a few other magazines. And then they started going to all the uh, 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 meetings, you know, and think tanks and, and, and meeting people. And they decide maybe the first year of their, you know, studies, they live in Moscow and the second year they live in in. in uh, 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 Colombia, Bogota, or something like that, and and they get to know the the people in the industry, and they read, and maybe they start a blog where they where they put in their own interpretation of things that are happening, and they do that for four years, and in the end, you know, uh, uh, both apply for a job at I don't know the UN. Um, probably the one who get hired is the one who studied because they have the paper. But if you were the one hiring, who would you rather hire? Mm. The person who already have four years of contacts and 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 experience. And and know you know and read all the books maybe that that also the other person because they had the the the, the same fifty thousand dollars to do it for, or the person who went to class and 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 got good grades on the tests. Now, you know I don't know, but it's I think it's it's uh, it's something worth thinking about, and I think mm -hmm. education should move more in the direction of of being uh, more like the the. Um, the learning by doing kind of like being in it than just reading books. Mm. And I think Hyper Island is uh, one step in that direction. Mm. 
But I, I totally agree. But I think, like, in, in an ideal world where we would have education that is more suitable to the second person we talked about, uh, I think that would be the best. But at the same time, now, as it is how it is, I mean, graduating from high school, you probably don't know what to do, and it's very comfortable to go into like the education, go into the university. And I think uh, one good part of that is that you learn uh, things that you probably wouldn't learn if you didn't go to high school. Uh, because I remember if, like, if you were not to uh, educate, perhaps you would be uh, limited to what you thought was interesting and go from there. But I think you can, you can get new perspectives uh, on the university that you can't do on your own. Um, but at the same That's time, what, the content... I, 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 I know it's limited, I mean, because there's always one choosing the curriculum. I, I think, I, I, in a way, I, I understand, but I think that today, like, yeah, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you go out to university, like there, there is, um, um, you learn new things, you open up to a new world. Mm. But now you can pretty easily do that on the internet. Mm. Everything that is in the university you can find on the internet. There are free courses you can take. Uh, uh, you can have a Harvard mm. education for free mm. on the internet. There are courses yeah. in everything. I totally, but it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you know? Just need motivation. Yeah, but yeah, but do you know, like, statistic-wise, how many people use those courses? I know they're they're out there in the public. Like, you mm. have MIT, Harvard. Mm. Uh, I, I bet Oxford, maybe not England, but you know, mm -hmm. but you have you have general general institutions of higher learning that publish all of their course material online. Mm -hmm. mm. But <clears throat> that's what you're discussing. That's what I'm thinking is is key as well as. You know, to spin on what Nora said, that you know you have, you have a kind of uh, paradigm which is not old-fashioned, but it's it's becoming out of phase with how quickly we're 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 learning about new technology and gaining uh, gaining information today because like the flow of information and the access to a lot of communication channels have like boomed in the last mm -hmm. twenty years, mm -hmm. and I think. The kind of it's it's kind of archaic this kind of system that you go to school you listen to an authority which is a teacher or something and then you're just a bunch of drones because you program yourself to have to have someone that tells you something mm -hmm. instead of as you propose Adam that you you're encouraged to search yourself mm -hmm. because if you do that I think also that you gain some kind of self worth mm -hmm. because as you say Nora you, if if I'm interpreting mm -hmm. correctly there's a kind of there's a kind of inner growth like kind of self realization when you go to university compared to when you're stuck in a system which is mm -hmm elementary school, high school, where you follow a curriculum and you just, you, you, you have grades. That's the only tangible merit you have. And then you go to a place where you still have merits, but it's on your own accord. So you yeah. gain some kind of self-worth from realizing that you can manage your schedule day to day. Mm. But I think, I, I think I understand what you mean. What I'm thinking is that if I would look at the future of education and look at like the core value of education, it is like or for, for, of the university, I think that there is a place, is, there's a room for people to go and to learn. And I think no matter what you learn, there's still, I think many people would like to have uh, a place to go to, Fine, uh, like but a room. I think it's going to be very different than, than your university. But think, think about this, for example. Think that instead of what we have been doing, our, our generations and, and, and generations before, we've gone through the system that was... Uh, designed uh, generations ago, if if instead of this, kids from when they were when they were five six years old went went to a um, a new form of, of education mm -hmm. in where in which they learn about the world and how to to discover it on their own and how yeah. how to search when they get to when they finish high mm -hmm. school if if we call it that 
they're not going to go to university. They're gonna, what am I going to go and sit and look at a person talk? What a waste of time. For us, it seems normal because we've been schooled mm. that way since we were kids. But they were like, no, of course mm. not. And I think that's that's where we're heading like from from the start. And it's already be- begun. A few, a few of the of, of leading minds like uh, Peter Thiel started a kind of school that is like anti-education establishment. Elon Musk started his own school for his kids because he yeah. doesn't want to send, you know, Al Astra, I think I, it's called. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm just thinking that you you always need a hub. You always need to talk to people. And I think that if everyone were to individually go online, research and uh, talk to people online, I think you could do that, of course. But I think always that it's good with institutions that collect people. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like so um, one of the things we're touching, I think, is that people, uh, especially young people maybe, is different and have different needs and different motivations maybe. Because I feel like uh, uh, definitely there there should be more opportunities for people that uh, learn by themselves to get hired. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't have to have that paper because you might be more yeah. uh, competent or more or better for a position. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of brilliant people that do brilliant things today mm-hmm. that didn't have that motivation as uh, youngsters. Mm-hmm. And maybe even if we redid the, the education system for kids and for in high school, mm-hmm. um, there would still be people with uh, amazing potential mm. that wouldn't be able to take care of themselves or, or sort of put themselves, I think, through through self-learning that way, th- that would sort of, uh, could still become brilliant, brilliant doctors or businessmen or whatever, but they would have to have sort of that, uh, I think there was, we would have to have sort of a safety net where we would have to have institutions that... Uh, show them what to learn. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not yeah. against educational yeah. institutions. <laughs> I just think that the way uh, they work is going to be different. Like yeah. This whole system that we think is so normal with classes that yeah. you start and you mm. do each year yeah. a class mm. and so on, mm. I think uh, everything there can be challenged to the core. And it's being done. Yeah. Um, it's just it's, it's going to take maybe a generation and two until it becomes mainstream. Do you sort of know what I mean with that kind of those kind of people that might not have yeah. that motivation by themselves, but they're still I mean they still have a lot of potential. Absolutely, yeah. but why should yeah. these people be uh, uh, together and and go through the exact same system at all the people no. who can? Uh, study on their own and you know and I guess in between the person who has, has a, a very hard time to study on their own and the, and the most uh, uh, self-learning person there is a spectrum of all kinds of people learning mm. all kinds of ways mm. and how do you you know get the, the maximum potential out of everyone mm. it's, I don't think it's the, the system today is, is built for that it's no. supposed to put everyone in line yeah that I agree in a way. do you think there's a difference today compared to what it used to be like uh, regarding our uh, the possibilities of creating a system that fits for different types of people like is, is uh, the way tech is developed or, or um, I mean does the internet help with that kind of because I mean well, we, we talk about a, 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 a educational system that would be a, adapted to different people yeah, I think it's interesting to look at actually at at uh, at um, like the education when you're younger. And the thing is, I finished high school in two thousand one, and uh, I've recently I've just seen like I don't know in a movie or something like that. I see like people in classroom and everyone sitting with their laptops open, and mm. it's like, damn! I remember you know when I was a kid, they do you still you still use I don't know if they still use the, the blackboards or whiteboards, blackboards yeah. and whiteboards mm. like, yeah. with the overhead. You remember the old the, the thing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I feel ancient. I, d- I don't know what's going on in schools today. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's going the right way. But I think that the system is still very much the same. Um, and you know, hope hope that will change. Yeah, I mean, in the best. Okay, in my envision, best of worlds of the future would be kind of 
you'll be able to be international and have projects as you please mm. as a young per person. You know, like you, you would still have the same kind of um, guidance you, that you have in the current education system, but it would be more free. If you want to follow curriculum, you can do so. You know, you try to try to have the norm be to cater to multiple needs. Mm. That that also means though that you have to have a teacher or, or a guide which is more uh, multi-competent. But at the same time, you know, it might it might embrace people's skills and assets. You know, for example, I'm thinking. When I was young, I would have thought it was amazing to maybe like have two or three classes international. Now that we have technology and the way it's developing, you you can build really cheap computers really easily. You can make optics, microphones, everything, and you could have like interconnected countries. Of course, you have to have a lingua franca, a common language to speak. But um, I think you, it would be interesting to just be exposed to multiple cultures from a young age. That you know, it's not it's not kind of a, a cultural shock to come to a new place. Like uh, I remember traveling with my mother. A couple of years ago, we went to India, and she's never been, uh, she's never been to like uh, Indo Asia. Mm-hmm. So, so her just landing there was a complete shock because mm-hmm. it was. I mean, what is she? She's sixty-seven, sixty-eight, and I mean, she was taken aback because it was something they had made a kind of, you know, made they had they had plays, they had they had made kind of uh, like they they've read about it in history when she was young, but they've never been exposed to it in the same sense. Mm-hmm. Now, now me, I'm a younger generation, so you know, I've seen it in movies and videos online. You know, I've had a kind of glimpse of what it's like so it wasn't such a shock but just that shift like mm-hmm. a generation apart like her shock versus my shock and then like think one step ahead what about my children what if it's a, like a common thing to them to just mm-hmm. think oh this is just this is a second home I've, mm-hmm. I've been here like i've seen this i've known people from here you know like you land and it's not it's not foreign mm-hmm. for you that mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't go anywhere on the planet and it feels foreign of course you're supposed to be able to keep your culture yeah but but live in a world where it's more natural to just know like yeah this is my friend from Bogota this is my friend from Cape Town this is my friend from Tel Aviv this is my friend from Moscow you know like that's it's certainly interesting I remember also like as a, as a kid like I'm yeah. talking like the I don't know 89 90 something like that yeah. around that time and, and when you learn like China was not a real thing it was a concept yeah. China and there was China and there is the, the Chinese people yeah. and there uh, they were there are a billion of them and that's what you knew about it and maybe you saw like you know and and back then now Asians are the ones who are like the the, the smart uh, mathematicians and stuff that's yeah. the the stereotype when I was a kid they were all like Bruce Lee and you know erratic <laughs> Kid. That was when you saw it, uh, an Asian person. You thought, "Oh, he's he probably knows how to fight, you know, yeah. kung fu." Um, um, but that was it. Like then, after I I, I I lived in China for a year, and 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 and, and it's not weird at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but the other thing, the the say the thing that you said, it's not foreign. Another weird thing is uh, when I first went to the United States um, uh, when I was, uh, I, think I was twenty seven, mm. and I had never been there before. And I land and and, and uh, I know everything because I know the culture. I know. I remember it. It was a little bit like uh, I went into a Seven Eleven and I saw uh, a Twinkie. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I know exactly what this is, but this is the first time I see it. Yeah. And I was almost a little bit starstruck, like, Hey, you know, like I meet a celebrity. <laughs> and it was like like that about everything. It's so weird how you can grow up and and feel that you're so familiar with the culture yeah. <laughs> and a completely other side of the world. Mm. It's very, very odd times. I want to talk, Before we round up, I want to talk about some concepts uh, about uh, education in the future that is more um, uh, connected to the tech side. Uh, for instance, um, I read something online before, before today about uh, there are ideas that uh, education might be... Um, 
designed to individuals uh, based on what data we will have on mm. individuals in the future. What do you think about that concept? Is that something I've thought about? Education that is designed based on data? Yes, data about uh, what we do online, what we uh, all the kind of data Facebook and everyone uh, gathers. People are starting to think about. I think that's already kind of happening. You know, if if you go on YouTube and you you know um, search for a few talks, you know that interest you, then already it's, so you should if you watch you know this and this and this, then you should watch this and this and this. So it's already kind of getting curated for you. Mm. Uh, so in a, in a way, it's already happening. Is it going to be more so probably? Mm. That scares me a lot. Because you get a closed consumption catalog, and that's the last thing I want. I want my spectrum to be extremely mm. wide. The filter bubble. Yeah, mm. the filter bubble bugs the crap out of me. I mean, I would love to have a wide selection, but curated, so like I could get some nice pieces of every kind of aspect, and then have my own way of, of diving into it. Now, now coming like circling around to the concept of education and self learning, mm. but yeah. uh, well, I, th- I, th- I think I think mm. that is uh, th- that's interesting, and I think that is also uh, coming in a way. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think it's it's just a, a, um, the the algorithms are just not quite there yet. Uh, uh, one service that has uh, done that quite successfully, it's not nothing to do with education, it's actually uh, uh, Spotify. Mm. If you've tried their discovery mm. thing, mm. Yeah. and it's nice because it it gives you. Um, uh, songs like like the ones you like to listen to, yeah. but every once in a while, it's like this is a little different. But maybe you like it too because yeah. it's you know <laughs> it gives you this kind of mix, and suddenly in the mix, you know, suddenly uh, you know I'll get like some Ethiopian you know thing, and I'm like, oh, this is different, but hey, I like it. You yeah. know. <laughs> do, do you think there will be a future where um, like for, formalized education institutions will kind of use this kind of data to see maybe they, they could see that. Um, Students uh, perform better when they listen to this type of music when you compare it to test. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think what I what you said, Tim, earlier about uh, yeah, and when I said filter bubbles, I think what is that is like my biggest concern for the future. If we were all not going to uh, uh, educational institutions and would all sit by ourselves on our laptops and we would all get the same results yeah. uh, because we yeah, it's filtered for us what we want. And I think like what that could be perhaps the role of the education in the future that you sort of you're sure reassured that some norms, some ethics, morale in the future will be sort of taken care of. Mm. Um, perhaps that could be a role. I, I, th- I think filter bubbles is if, if, if you're lazy or you're not aware of it, then it, it's a problem. But compare it to, to you know, a, a generation ago, well, what's like the biggest filter bubbles was like radio and TV, mm. when you got one or two or three channels and they're all decided what you're going to watch by the same person. Yeah. Now, it's <laughs> if you're lazy, then you can have this filter bubble where just bring me more of what I like. Um, or you can decide, you know, I, I wanted to see other things. You know, you can decide on... on, on, on Facebook, who you want to follow and who you want to unfollow, and uh, yeah, I like to follow both, like Bernie Sanders and Trump. You yeah. know, not yeah, only but one. It, but my biggest concern is that I, I don't think that everyone is aware of the filter bubbles online. To be honest, if you look at the whole population as a whole, and I was thinking like, but yeah. again, how long has the filter bubble been around? How many years? Yeah, since the internet started, or perhaps like some uh, years no, ago. I think, like the, the yeah the, the algorithm yeah. when Facebook I think it was uh, two thousand eleven or twelve I, yeah. I read yeah, like when when yeah. when Facebook changed from uh, what they call the the recency or something feed yeah. until, uh, to the algorithmic feed yeah. mm. 
Um, so the algorithmic feed designs your Facebook feed after what Facebook, mm. ha- what data it has on you, what you like. Yeah, yeah. same you, with like Google. Which what friends you, you yeah. uh, talk with and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. And so, same with Google, like... Uh, your Google results. Yeah. Your Google results, yeah. yeah. Which is mostly good, but yeah, some things get lost in a way, uh, yeah. I suppose. But uh, I don't know, I... I wouldn't worry too much about it, but that's my opinion. <laughs> but what was the what, what is the future education then? How should the institutions be? Or rather, how would data be used in these institutions? It's mm. quite a big question. As well. That <laughs> is a big question. I think more data is going to be used. <laughs> that's a safe way <laughs> of of uh, saying it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a question of of global perspectives also. Like if you have data, if you have someone. Uh, not now I'm thinking. Let's let's say you have uh, a government institution that that you know, and this is kind of George Orwellian kind of mm-hmm. you know monitor everything, mm-hmm. but in in the positive sense that you have an algorithm of what's happening in in the in the culture at large, mm-hmm. and then you have the youths that go to a school, and maybe what is presented there is curated to be more in tune with not just your own culture but adjacent cultures or 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 things which are actual in society you know so you maybe you just don't have an old book which is passed down as a kind of revised edition year after year after year but you would have like a catalog that changes ever so often and maybe you know i know that maybe looking at screens isn't the best thing for the human eye because it's unnatural but i think reprinting books is 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 going to be it's going to consume too much uh, resources Somehow find a way to always revitalize uh, mm. what what you what people are learning and kind of maybe maybe not blur the lines but make it a bit more flexible of what you learn in in each mm. year like because now you have a step from first grade mm. second grade yeah. and, and it increases mm. incrementally. If you look at it, like the the way things work at Hyper is a little bit that way. It's not an algorithmic thing, but they when they bring in like industry uh, leaders to decide on what's what's going to be important to learn in mm. the next year, every yeah. year. That is, in a way, a kind of, of filter. Mm. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah it, it is is that something that should be done for most of education? Mm. I think so, yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot of stuff we could uh, continue <laughs> to talk about. Uh, uh, I mean, regarding screens, education, uh, there's a lot of talk about gamification in education. Mm. And uh, um, in sci-fi, there's... Uh, Stuff that seems uh, future, but maybe could be a soon reality, like uh, having having uh, I don't know having uh, knowledge imprinted in your brain somehow. Or, or you talked about screams, augmented reality. Mm. You, that could be something that is. Uh, and I know there's there's studies where they sort of um, they screen your eyes to see what you actually read in books. So they design uh, fiction. Uh, depending on what you like, when well, is when is the reader most engaged and stuff like that? I, I would love. Uh, have you this really really bad sci-fi movie with with uh, John Travolta? It's Battle Something Earth, mm. and they're an alien race that come to Earth and they they capture humanity. Yada 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 yada. It's kind of like Planet of the Planet of the Apes, but John Travolta's own version. So basically, what they have is a room which just shoots a ray into your head directly into your cortex, so it just beams energy into you. <laughs> so like you have one of the main characters just sit in a chair and he's shaking, you know, for dramatic effect. But basically, he's just being fed general knowledge like second after second after second after second like something like that would be insane kind of instant well, instant went, the, insemination the matrix, I know yeah. Kung Fu like, it, the yeah, matrix, yeah. exactly like instant insemination of knowledge yeah. and then you know but then it's a question of will the human brain be able to comprehend that much information that mm. quickly or will some kind of well, will, I think all the synapses just collapse and burn out I don't, because I, we but over- the thing is you, you don't need the, the nice thing is you, you're, you're not going to need all that thing in your brain you're going to have what's called uh, uh, augmented intelligence yeah. where 
you don't need to know kung fu in your head. You can just you know like connect it to like the cloud, yeah, and and get it from there. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, we should all uh, rewatch or watch uh, the two series. Uh, Dollhouse, which sort of has an mm. implementation of uh, uh, implementing knowledge, or uh, matrix, or the matrix, of course. Yeah. But uh, we're we're um, we're gonna have to uh, finish off quite soon, yeah. and we're gonna do it uh, with a checkout, of mm-hmm. course. We're gonna try something new, which is kind of touching on feedback almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we begin with checking in about what what you want to learn in the future, and now uh, I'm gonna check out by telling Jim, which sits next to me, what mm-hmm. I think he should learn in the future, and I think. Uh, and I would want you guys to mm-hmm. to tell the person next to you mm-hmm. what you think they should learn in the future. Mm-hmm. So let's see if this works. Jim, I think you should mm-hmm. learn to cook uh, perfect Polish food because I know that's what you like, and you, I know that your your dad cooks some great stuff. Check out. Thank you. Oh, Nora, what should you learn? You should. Oh, there are so many things I want to say. <laughs> what do you want to learn? Let's turn this into a you question. No. She already said what she no. wants. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know, I know. I want to take my drive. <laughs> okay, but do you have something... I no, you should say something. Say something this small. Is something small. Yeah. I, I think you'd be an awesome drummer. You should learn to play the drums. Mm, that would be I'm, su- I'm into instruments. Cool. Sorry, okay. I'm into instruments. <laughs> Check out. Adam, I think you should learn how to... Ooh, um... Oh, that was difficult. <laughs> Adam, I think you should learn how to how it is to create a website in four days like we do and not just only sit on the outside. <laughs> you probably know that already. <laughs> uh you can always get better. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I think I think you should uh, I think you should learn uh a new skill every year. I accept. The <laughs> uh, before we say goodbye, Adam, uh, if uh, the listeners would want to contact you, talk to you somehow, is there any way? Do you have social media or something? Yeah, just Adam Peleg. I'm pretty Googleable, <laughs> a pretty unique name. <laughs> nice. So uh, just Google Adam Peleg, and you will also find this information uh, 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 on our website. Any and any platform or media yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, Jim, Nora, Adam. Thank Thank you you so much for coming at it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Hypertalks. 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 Hypertalks.